Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Hey guys, welcome to season two of The Second Wife Life. Shay and I are back with a bunch of new episodes for you and some major life events that you'll definitely want to tune in for. Yes, we're so excited. We, we took a little break and through the episodes, we'll talk about what's been going on in our lives. But to start off, for those who are just now joining us, we kind of want to give you a quick little intro if you didn't listen to season one at all as to who we are. Um, Melissa and I have been friends since college and have grown to become best friends. And we've always remained super close through the years. We met in a sorority, Tri-Delta. Shout out to any Tri-Delta out there. Um, <laughs> But yes, we met in college in Tri-Delta, and then after college life happened, we both found ourselves in similar situations, dating these guys that were previously married and had sons, and they happened to be two weeks apart in age, so that helped Melissa and I a lot, because we were going through not only just, you know, navigating dating life. Um, with the child involved, but the child was the same age. You're going through the same life experiences with this child together too. So we were really able to bond um, over stepmom life, which is what we are now and what it all entails and what it all um, hurdles, I guess you could say all the hurdles we've had to (laughs) jump through the years. A little background on me. I met Dave in 2000, oh God, 17, 16, 17, something like that. And uh, he had this little boy that was three when I first met him and he was an absolute sweetheart and we hit it off the bat. And then within a year of dating, we moved in together and then another year went by and we got married and it's been a fun journey ever since. And I wouldn't change it for the world, even with the hardships that get thrown at us at times. But um, that's a little bit of a background. You'll have to listen to our older episodes, hear the full story. We don't want to give too much away all over again. But I know Melissa has her similar journey as well. Yes. So Colby and I started dating in, um, it was like the summer of 2016. Um, It actually is funny because we like hung out for the first time on one of um, our friend's birthdays. And it's actually even funnier because I met this friend through Shay. So for those of you who don't know, I live in Hawaii. And when I first moved out here, Shay came out to visit and lo and behold, one of her childhood, like best friends um, was in the army here at the time. So when Shay came to visit, I got to meet her childhood best friend. And then him and I became friends and his birthday, we all went to the beach. I invited Colby. And so that was like one of the first times that like, we really like hung out, hung out in a social setting. Um, So there's like that connection with Shay there too. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we started dating in 2016 and then the following year we moved in together 
And then um, in 2019, we got engaged. Um, we were supposed to have our big, beautiful wedding in August of 2020. Um, but with the pandemic and everything, we had to postpone it. And we still ended up getting married. We did a small little elopement. Um, and then we were hoping, you know, 2021 will be our year where we get to have this big party, celebrate with everyone. But no, Hawaii shut back down literally the week that this was supposed to take place. Um, so <laughs> that's where wedding planning is at in the moment. Um, but Colby was uh, married before and he also had a three-year-old son when we first started dating. Oh, had just turned three. And again, like, similar to Shay, like absolute sweetheart, like such a good kid. And also with like Colby's parenting, um, we were able to make things work. Um, for those of you, again, who haven't listened to season one, um, I've never been one to have kids. It's always been something that was like pretty passive. Like if it happens, cool. If not, oh, well. Um, but O is a great, great kid. And again, the way Colby parents, we were able to make it work. And so now we are this happy family of, you know, going on five years now at this point. It's crazy to like, look back, you know, retelling our stories in a way in a shortened version right now. <laughs> and like looking back at like how long this process has been already. <laughs> like time just flies by. It's insane. Like the boys are eight now and it's just like, what? Like, it's they're actually like little humans. They're not like little babies anymore. And also too, like, how do we even like shorten our story to make it make sense for all of you who are listening out there? So there's a lot of gaps that we left in our little introductions. There, um, yeah. So definitely encourage you to go listen to episode one of season one um, to clarify any of that in there. Yes, definitely. Or even like, a, I think it was season or season one, episode two and two or three, when we had Colby and Dave on too, that's a good one to listen to and kind of hear our stories with our husbands involved. Um, but something we do want to talk about is being a stepmom. It's a lot of hard work. It takes a certain type of person. And we've kind of talked about this before in season one, and there's a lot of good episodes in season one on, on situations Melissa and I found ourselves in either before marriage or after marriage. But basically what we want to say is it really doesn't take a piece of paper for you to be a stepmom. Uh, for Melissa and I, we were already in that category before we were already married to our husbands. And for me, I felt like I really kind of jumped into that role when Dave and I moved in together. Um, before that I was just the fun girlfriend that came over all the time and had sleepovers and this and that, and it didn't really take for me until moving in together and being a mom figure when E was with us, you know, doing breakfast, doing dinner, doing lunches, um, when he started school, doing schoolwork, packing lunches, you, you know, all the mom stuff that you normally would do for your own biological child. For me, that's really where I felt like I started becoming a, a parent and Dave and I weren't even engaged at the time. We weren't married, obviously. So I, for anyone listening that's new, I think it's important to know that you don't need that piece of paper to fill that, that role. If you are living with your boyfriend or girlfriend that has a child and you're doing the parenting stuff, you're a step parent. 
if you guys aren't living together, but you're still helping with school pickup or homework or doctor's appointments or this and that, you're, you're a step parent. Like you are helping care for this child no matter what. So I don't, I think it's important to not let yourself feel down about your role in this child's life. If that kind of makes sense at all. Yeah, I think that's something that I know you and I have talked a lot about that sometimes like we do get hung up on that a little bit. And, you know, if we're able to get hung up on it, we can only imagine how many other people get hung up on it. Like, okay, I'm just a girlfriend or boyfriend at this point. Like, how does this child view me? How does my partner view me? And really like, First of all, this like opens the door for you to have a conversation with your partner of like, hey, like, what am I? You know, if you're expecting me to help with pickups, do doctor's appointments, like that puts me into a parent role. Like it doesn't even necessarily need to have like that step title to it. Like, no, you become a parent, you yeah, know, a thousand percent. And I think having that open communication with your partner about like what their expectations are of you and your role, that will really help you kind of feel more solidified in your role. But we also recognize on the flip side of that too, like your partner can tell you this. And this is, you know, something that I still struggle with sometimes. Um, you know, Colby always tells me, you know, like you're his mom, you're his mom, you're his mom. But then yet yeah, like, quite literally yesterday, we had to fill out this form for school. And but it like wasn't for school, I think just with like the CARES Act stuff from COVID schools have been like sending a lot more like federal documents home. And so on his like actual school papers, like, you know, the emergency cards, and when you're signing the classroom policies, like, I put mom for that, because school knows the situation. But then when it's this like government document, and you know they're doing like surveys of like how many people are in your households and it costs x amount of money to send kids to public school and you know those fun things that come home during the beginning of the school year i literally saw like okay do you circle mother father or guardian and i asked colby i was like well, what would i put like technically i'm like not his mom, if you're looking at it from like a documentation standpoint, a legal standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Am I a guardian? And he was like, no, you circle mom. And so here we've been together for five years. We've been married. We just had our first anniversary and, you know, oh, has been calling me mom instead of Melissa for little over a year. Like he doesn't call me Melissa at all anymore. Um, you know, so I hear I'm like getting reinforced with this, like, no, you are mom. But then there's still sometimes these moments where you're like, but wait, yep, what am I really? Even though they're doing everything to support you in your role, sometimes it's hard to still not have that like, but what am I? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so true. And for any new listeners that don't know our background a little bit, just kind of an FYI, uh, Melissa and Colby have full custody of O while Dave and I have 50, 50 custody with E. Um, so Melissa's situation is, is different for a lot of us who are in this step parent role. Cause not a lot of us have full custody of our, our stepchild. Um, but, and when it comes to school, I know we did an episode on this in our first season. We'll have to go and listen to it. But when it comes to school, that's always the tricky part as a step parent. And, I said this in our first episode, but 
uh, or not our first episode in the school episode in the first season, Dave and I started doing um, a combined email address. So that way I'm always included in the emails from the teachers and everything, because it's, it got to a point where he would forward me things and it would just get lost constantly, or he would forget to forward me an email or whatever. So he actually had the idea of doing a combined email. So when that paper comes home on the first day of school from the teachers and they ask for all your contact information, we put on there, Dave and Shay, here's our numbers, here are ours emails, here's bio mom, here's her husband, here's their contact info. And bio mom uses her email address, but then we use our combined. So then Dave and I always see it. And that, that helps not only us stay communicated with the teachers and both of us know what's going on, but it also helps the teacher know too from the get-go, like, okay, this child has two separate households, two separate families. This is who I need to contact for what or both or all or whatever. But when it comes to like the actual school forms, I'm only listed on there as an emergency contact because it only has the bio mom and the bio dad information on there. But when it comes to the teacher stuff, that's when we divide it up and conquer on that end. <laughs> Cause that's really who needs to know, not so much the school administration, but I'm still on there for emergency use and all that other stuff. Um, but the school part does get really tricky. It's, it's hard as a step parent because you want to make yourself known, but you're not the bio parent and you're not on all these forms and this and that. And I think it really dwindles down to like Melissa was saying is communication with your partner. Where do I stand? How do I fit in? Where can I fit in? And what can I do to fit in type of questions and what your partner is comfortable with and what you're comfortable with. You may not be comfortable with the school thing and you may want your partner to handle it all. And that's totally fine. But I think it all comes down to what Melissa was saying is communication with your partner and where you both stand. Yeah, because ultimately at the end of the day, like what your partner has to tell you about your role, like that holds so much weight to it. But then also, like I was saying too, like they can tell you until they're blue in the face that this is the role that you have. But then when you have these external forces, like school, for example, or even doctor's appointments, where it's like, here, let's try to be like inclusive, make kids feel comfortable. There's still these things that are not inclusive and are in fact very exclusive. And so then that kind of gets into your head too of like, okay, well, this brings up like a whole other tangent, I guess. Like if that's how it's making me as the adult feel, how is it making the kids feel? Oh, and that's something that we will definitely be touching on later this season um, with like an episode all about like the inclusivity and like how exclusive things can be and just, you know, give some of our best like tips and, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tips, tricks, advice, all of it. Are like best practices with getting through getting through those times because it can be challenging. But back to our original point with this, like our whole goal of this podcast is for you know anyone who's in a situation similar to ours where you're coming into the life of someone who has a child. Like, how do you navigate this? How do you successfully navigate it? And also just highlighting the importance of like if you realize that this isn't the life for you, you can still successfully 
actually navigate it by bowing out respectfully. So that's really like our overarching, I guess, goal with this podcast is, you know, to highlight topics that don't get talked about a lot, even within the step parent and blended family communities. Absolutely. And and Melissa and I just want to help um, you know, normalize it because it is more common than a lot of people realize and a lot of people think. And our biggest thing is there is nothing evil about being a step parent. Um, I personally like to say bonus parent instead of stepmom, but you know, the main term, the political correct term is stepmom. But at the end of the day, like we are bonus moms, we are in another mom. Like how Melissa talked about, oh, calling her mom and he, that's how he views her. Like 1000%, that is his mom. And he's, he's toyed with that with me too. He's called me mom a few times, or he refers to me as his mama. Um, and then his bio mom, mom. So I think that's his way of differentiating the two of us. Um, and I think we talked about this in season one of those, the, de- the time the boys started doing that. And I think that's a reflection on our relationship with the boys and it's nothing against the bio moms at all. It's nothing Melissa and I ever pushed for. It's nothing we never asked for, but it does reflect on how the boys view us. And that also comes from us being a part of their lives at such a young age that they don't, that's all they've ever known. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it kind of helps Melissa and I in a way solidify who we are to the boys. Cause like Melissa talked about, like, yeah, there are times where we know our roles and we know where we stand, but there's always that little, you know, thing in the back of your head. That's like, oh, you're just a stepmom or you're just a bonus parent. And so having those, those, uh, validations, even just coming from the child themselves, because they see you as the parent, they see you as the mom, no matter what other external factors come into it, like school, doctor's appointments, this, that, whatever, all that matters is that this little child views you as a, a mom, whether no one else does, you know, it, that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. Or a dad. Cause we're all about like inclusivity here. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> you stepdads are good too. We like you. <laughs> But just, you know, really being that like positive influence role model, like secure person that the kids can, can attach to. And that's something that, you know, sometimes I catch myself with, like, I get into these like heated moments from time to time where I, you know, at school, I go to like pick him up or drop him off. And they'll say, you know, some of them know who I am and they know you know, they know the story, but if it's someone new, they still might call me like by Melissa. And that's still like, that hurts a little bit because it's like, stop. Like you hear him calling me mom, like you follow in his lead. Yeah. You know, because then that pushes even more of like this, maybe I'm reading in too much into it, but like, what does that tell him? Like when all of the other kids in class are being like their parents are being addressed mom and dad, but then it's Melissa and Colby to, Oh, like, what does that tell him about his family? That makes him feel different. And that doesn't happen anymore. This was more like kindergarten. And then it got better in first grade, but in kindergarten, it was just like, Oh, this, like it hurts, not me. 
it hurts me to see how it impacts him and how he feels like different about his family. Well, especially at such a young age and they're starting school for the first time and they're realizing that their family dynamic is going to be a lot different than most kids in their classrooms. And, you you know, having that, that authority figure or whoever else kind of talk down on it doesn't help them feel any more proud of where they come from or who they are. You know, I know E&O love us so much and they're proud of who we are, but when you have someone on that other side that does those things, it doesn't help them in their confidence. And that's all about, you know, building kids confidence is what we need to do. And And we do talk about this a lot in that school episode. I highly recommend listening to it if you can, because we talk about even not even just school, but like sports and what it's like going into sports as as the step parent and building those kids confidences and letting them know that it's okay that you have two separate homes or two separate moms or two separate dads and whatever your case may be, or you're raised by grandparents. Like that's fine too. We talk about all that. And I highly recommend listening to it because if you're, coming into this situation, like Melissa and I did, I I feel like having what we've talked about as a resource, I kind of wish Melissa and I had that, like Melissa and I had each other and Mm -hmm. we helped navigate with each other. And we were so new to this with each other that it was awesome that we had each other's support. But for those of you that are maybe on your own going through this, I hope our podcast brings some kind of resource to you. And I also recommend maybe finding like a, a stepmom group in your community, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like all the social media nowadays, it's so easy to connect with people, start searching some kind of like stepmom resource group. And if it's not local in your community, find one that you can just, you know, watch online, see what people post about. And you'd be like, oh, I can relate to that story. I know how that goes or whatever. Cause I, I think it, really, I know it helps me talking about it. And I know it helps Melissa talk about it too, but Melissa and I didn't have this. We had each other, which we're very thankful for. We got lucky, (laughs) but not a lot of people have a resource or an outlet to reach out to. Yeah. It's really helpful to have someone too, who's like understanding of what you're going through, even though the situations might not be the same, like Shay mentioned, like we have full custody of, oh, you know, her and Dave have 50-50, like while there are differences in like custody arrangements. And I mean, for us, we got really lucky because their ages are like as pretty spot on as you can be. Yeah, we got really <laughs> lucky on that Our one. age differences, like you still have, you can still have someone to like talk to, right? And I couldn't imagine like going through this alone. And yes, you can have your family, you can have your friends, but unless you're talking to someone who has gone through this or is currently going through it, it can feel kind of lonely, you know, like, do they really understand what I'm going through? And so again, we really hope that this podcast is able to be that type of resource for you guys. And we're on social media and, you know, reach out to us. We do some like fun polls. And, um, you know, now that we're back with season two, we have some really exciting stuff planned. So hopefully this serves all of you who are listening well, whether you are a grandparent, a, you know, biological parent, a step parent, um, we really want this 
aunts and uncles, <laughs> friends, even, we really want this to like reach the masses and normalize, you know, what the, what a blended family looks like and through personal experiences, you know, that hopefully can touch some of you guys. Totally. And we hope just, I mean, like Melissa said, reach out to us, please. Any questions you have or any topics you want us to discuss, let us know if we haven't discussed it already, we will do it. Or if we have discussed it and you want us to go into more detail, we will do that too. Um, like I said before, our main goal is to be a resource resource for anyone that is going through what Melissa and I went through, um, or still going through because it's even after marriage, it's still, <laughs> it's still a hard road to, to navigate. Um, but I will say when the dating life is definitely a lot harder to navigate with a child, but, um, you know, Melissa and I are still going through it. We still have situations that arise that we text each other about. And this season, we hope to bring more of what's going in our lives. Now, uh, the first season was a lot of what happened when we were dating and what happened at the wedding and this and that. And, and this season, we want to focus more on the now and how we are navigating the bonus parent life now. Um, and speaking of now and updates, <laughs> I guess all of the can, life changes. We can go. get right in. Yeah, we got all the life changes. Um, for for a lot of you that don't know this, I am pregnant with my first biological child, and we are super excited. I'm due in November with a little girl, so it's coming up super fast, and I cannot believe how fast it's coming up. But we are all super excited. Even E is beyond ecstatic and watching him be excited for his little sister has been the cutest thing ever and sweetest thing ever and he just lights up talking about her and he's got a countdown going for her and and it'll be fun to see how he navigates with a sibling um this is his first sibling too so we will definitely keep you updated on that that life <laughs> update as it keeps happening you know month by month year by year um, of what it's like having two kids and, you know, one's here full time and one's half here full time. So that's going to be fun. I'm interesting to see how it goes. I don't think it'll be too hard, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting navigation now with another child involved. She'll literally be here in two months. I like just looked down at my calendar and I'm like, oh, I know November 11th. Like that's literally exactly two months on Saturday. <gasps> Give or That's take. So we'll see if she's yeah. early or late. <laughs> oh, maybe she'll be born on Halloween, like a Halloween baby. Because that's still not like too early. Like that's that's still in like a good range. It's like, yeah, it's I think I was looking at the calendar. I think that's like right at the two-week mark or like a little less than two weeks exactly to the due date. So I was two weeks early, apparently. So we'll see. Maybe you'll have a Halloween baby. That'll be so fun. It will be fun. I'm excited. It kind of worked out like, and this is a whole episode we'll have to get into. And we kind of talked about in season one of navigating holidays with, with split custody, but um, that's going to be another subject we should definitely talk about too, is we kind of got lucky this year because we trade off Halloween. We trade off Thanksgiving. We trade off Christmas with bio mom and we have E for Thanksgiving this year, which will kind of be a wash depending on when this little baby decides to arrive to be completely honest with you. But we kind of lucked out because next year we'll have E for Christmas and Halloween 
which will be really fun with his baby sister doing her first Halloween and like a real first Christmas. Cause this first Christmas, let's be real. She'll just be sleeping through it. So not much excitement there. She'll be a month old. <laughs> She'll so, actually be able to like open presents next year and like he can help her with that. And exactly. So, cause he was already a little bummed about not being here for Christmas this year. But we like explained to him next year's actually better because she'll be one and she'll be excited. She'll kind of understand gifts and what's going on. And it'll be more exciting than just her sleeping in the corner off to the side, you know? <laughs> so he got more excited about it. So we got lucky with how it worked out with splitting holidays and we'll see how it goes on in the future and what we do. But um, yeah, that's our big life update on this end. <laughs> So we don't really have any like big life updates over here. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm in graduate school. I'm getting my master's in social work right now and I have two semesters left. So that's really exciting. Next May I'm graduating. Um, so that's like the big life, life update over here. No kids. Well, you're taking <laughs> ass in school. You've got 4.0s both semesters already. Yeah, juggling school full time plus, you know, 22 hours of internship every week. Um, and then the house, Colby, oh, the dogs, you know, making sure that there's time for everyone plus time for myself too with, you know, the type of work that I'm doing. I'm doing psychotherapy with um, clients who have mild to moderate like mental health symptoms. So that can, you know, that can be taxing you know, and, and it's in a good way. Right. But also to just needing to decompress and, and get through that. So that way I can be present and enjoy the time with my family. Um, yeah, that, that's the big one over here. There will be puppies before babies in my house though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but doesn't O want like a sibling? Hasn't he asked about that? He does. Yes. (laughs) One day, one day. Maybe we'll see. We can get more into that in our episode on, you know, integrating E with the baby and, you know, O's take on babies and all of that good stuff. Well, he can share this one if he wants. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Him and E can share this one. She'll uh, be very well loved by the both of them. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, that's pretty much it for our season two, episode one. Um, welcome back episode with you guys at the first season we always ended with like a mom fail and a mom win so we want to keep that going um I have a mom fail I can't try to remember if I have a mom win do you have one of each or just one um I can think of one you go first while I try to I'm trying to think over the last I'll start with my mom fail because I can't think of my mom win right now but my mom fail has to do with this pregnancy and any pregnant woman knows we like our food. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if you guys know those like sugar cookies that are like super frosted from the grocery stores. Well, I bought a pack during this pregnancy and that's been like my go-to snack. Like I just have been obsessed with them during my pregnancy. And so we had a box of them and there's one cookie left and <laughs> he went and took it and then came and stood in front of me 
um I was sitting on the couch he's like look I got the last cookie and starts like eating it in front of me and like my pregnancy brain and body was like fuming like that's my cookie like what are you doing (laughs) and so I didn't lose it on him but I wanted to like inside I was like fuming but I was like dude that's not cool that's rude why would you take someone's last snack and eat it right in front of them and be like ha 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 like that's mean And he's like, I don't know, like being a boy and a kid, you know? So I was like, fine, your last snack that you have left, I'm going to eat that and see how you feel about it. So I've slowly been eating his snacks without him realizing. And then one day when there's one left, I'm going to be like, look, I got your last snack. (laughs) That's my mom fail. Totally acting like a child over food. But if you're pregnant and you know what it's like being hungry and food, then you can totally relate to that story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even not being pregnant, I can relate to that. Like I would be so irritated if someone ate the last of something that like I had in the house for me. Yes. You know, or like Colby and I go back and forth. Like we love the salt and like the kettle chips, the salt and vinegar ones. And it's always like a joke because either he'll start the bag and I'll finish it or I'll start it and he'll finish it. And so we just have this like running joke, like whenever one of us goes to reach for it and it's gone, you know, and we're not the one who finished it. We're like, you ate the last of it. Yeah, totally. But But it's like, at least ask, you know, Hey, can I have your last cookie or whatever? You know, like at least be nice about it. Don't just be like, ha 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 ha. Yeah, no, that would drive me nuts. I would do the same thing. I would slowly and painfully eat the snack. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been needing some of his snacks and, and then, uh, Dave went to the store the other day and I was like, get more of those cookies. And he came back. I was like, where are my cookies? He's like, they were out. There wasn't any there. I was like, lies, lies. So then the next day I went to the store because I had to pick up something for a friend's daughter's birthday anyways. And, um, I went looking around and they, they were actually sold out. So it was very sad, but I wanted to like grab a box and be like, look, they were there. (laughs) but I, I epically failed on that one. (laughs) Well, at least you like limited yourself and you didn't go drive around to like all the grocery stores in the area looking for them. Uh, You know, it did cross my mind, but I didn't do it. (laughs) I wasn't that crazy about it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's my mom fail. I have a mom win. So it's been like a work in progress, right? So when the kids are at school, you pick them up and it's, Hey bud, how was your day? And usually you just get like, Oh, it was good. And then you have to pry for more information. Right. Well, his second grade teacher was like really communicative with this one app called remind and anything that happened in the classroom, like whether it was positive or negative, like she would send you a message and with, Oh, and I think moms and dads and grandparents and aunties and uncles of any child, especially a little boy, like they're going to fidget. They want to play, you know, when they're in class, they get bored, especially when you have a child who is, um, I don't know how to say this without like sounding cocky, who is very intelligent for his age. Like the basic second grade stuff was not cutting it for him. And we would supplement with it at home, but at school, you know, it was like, dude, you got to sit through the program, be on your best behavior. 
Well, his second grade teacher was really fun. She, you know, it was COVID and she really wanted the kids to like have fun in class. So she would allow them to, you know, have like little figurines on their desk and stuff, which is great. But when you already have a child who is kind of over it, that became a distraction and that, you know, it just led into one thing to another. So it was like, at least once a week, I was getting a message. Hey, we were getting really distracted again. Hey, we were getting distracted. And it was like, you know, I wanted to say to her, then take it from him. Like, don't allow him to have these things on his desk. But then how do you do that to one kid, but not the others? So like, I get it. Anyways, I started a rule with him. Like, dude, I don't want to hear it first from your teacher. I want to hear it first from you. And it took a handful of times um, where, you know, I'd pick him up and, oh, my day was good. But really, was it good? What happened? And then he would be like, hmm, let me think. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did, you know, I did get in trouble because I was playing with my figurine. Okay. I really need you to tell me that, though, first, you know. And so, again, with a lot of practice and, you know, just reiterating it, like, you're not going to get in trouble if you tell me first. Like, you know, it's not lying, but like, it's kind of like lying. Like, just tell me the truth. You're going to get in more trouble for lying than telling the truth. So similar to this, like, you're not going to get in trouble for telling me. I want to hear it from you because then that too tells me that he understands why what he did was wrong. Yes. Anyways, fast forward. Now we're in third grade. And um, he goes to one of the after school programs because they do like enrichment learning and there was a problem. And I was really proud of him because before the like head um, teacher was able to pull me aside and talk to me, he let me know. He wasn't, he didn't have enough time to tell me everything that happened, but he was like, hey, she's going to talk to you when she's done talking to this parent. And I was like, you know, can you tell me really quickly what happened? He's like, it's a long story, but, but she's going to talk to you. And I was like, thank you so much for like letting me know, you know, so I'm going to classify that as like a win. That was something that happened last week where he, he told me. Um, so I was just really proud of him for that and, and taking that step and being like, no, I need to say something first. Um, so that was my win for this week. No, that's a huge win, especially at you know, the age they are at eight, like that's, that's like, we've been dealing, I've talked to you about this, like lying has been more of an issue lately. And they're at that age where they know the difference between when they're going to get in trouble when they don't. So a lot of times they try and hide it because they think that's the better answer, but really it's, if you just come clean from the get-go, we won't have issues depending on like, you know, what the situation is. So I think that's, that's, huge. I commend O for that as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Super proud moment. Um, but, but that was, that's our win. I don't, I can't think of any fails. I'm sure I'll think of it after the fact, like always. (laughs) Always. That's okay. You're, we got, at least we got one of each for this episode. The next one we'll, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening guys. And we welcome you back to our new season and we hope you are excited for this new journey with us on season two yes tune in to our next episode we have you know some fun stories to go along with our next episode shay 
Dave and E actually came out to Hawaii to visit Colby O and I. Um, so we're going to discuss that, how the boys interacted, and then just, you know, seeing the two of them together with, you know, similar situations. I think, you know, having a friend who who's in a similar boat is really good for like their self-esteem and like making them feel, you know, quote unquote normal because it isn't normalized outside of the home. So that's the next episode. Absolutely. And one thing I do want to say really quickly too, is because of everything going on in our lives, we won't be doing weekly episodes like we did with season one. We'll be doing bi-weekly. Just, um, we got a lot going on if you guys haven't heard. So, um, so stay tuned bi-weekly episodes. Don't be discouraged. If you don't see a weekly episode, just wait one more week and then it'll be there. But you can subscribe so that way you get notifications of when our podcast is coming out. And then you can also follow us on Instagram um, because we'll do updates there of when the next episode's coming out. Absolutely. So follow us everywhere, guys. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.